Hello and welcome to Unedited the Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lauren, and this is episode 13. I'm here with a guest who I just love and admire so much. This woman is so creative, such a channel, and has such a unique and beautiful way of expressing her self and what gets to move through her is just absolute magic. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce Mackenzie of Alma Rose Energetics. Hi, thank you so much, Kelsey. I'm so grateful and excited and honored to be here. Um, yeah, so my name is Mackenzie, uh, Alma Rose Energetics on Instagram. And I am a sonic channel, a Venusian rose priestess. I work with um, women and wombs with uh, womb healing and hormonal health, things like that. And also just being a support and a mentor and a guide to all beings with this planetary process that we're undergoing right now, this ascension, the great shift. Um, and yeah, I also, I'm... Uh, yeah, I love singing and sharing and really just like tapping into the creative energy that is able to flow through me. And for me, it really flows through, through sound, with sound and frequency. Yes. Oh my goodness. And you are so divine at what you do. I remember coming together in a human design reading and was just like so activated by your design you just have this beautiful channel from like your solar plexus or your identity I suppose in human design all the way up through the crown and it's just this like brilliant <laughs> channel that you have that you have access to um, and it shows it shows in who you are it shows in your work and I just love that about you so much <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I would love to have you maybe just give a little bit of a backstory around how you came into such an audacious and beautiful expression of your voice and, and your relationship with sound. I just find that such a, uh, it's such an activating part of you that I would love to have people access. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, I actually went back and revisited that human design reading mm. and probably like a year later and it was so powerful to revisit that and just receive that again um yeah thank you for that so uh, yeah I guess it the my channel and my song and my sound I would say really began to open five or six years ago through a series of intense soul <laughs> initiations um which I feel like is like where a lot of our deep gifts spring forth from from you know undergoing these deep initiations that we go through so um yeah I wasn't a singer ever really in my life um growing up or anything my voice wasn't open I didn't feel comfortable singing or sharing in that way I was actually a very shy child and so anyway, I found myself still being really guided towards performing and art later on in my 20s. And I was a dancer. 
performance artist. I ended up in this ritual performance art um, group of women that was super powerful. We would travel and go to festivals, and it was just like my whole life was was that, performing and dancing and just letting out this raw expression. And then after a while, I had an injury, or, or it was like the awakening of a dormant injury that I had in high school. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't able to perform and I wasn't able to, I had to let go of that identity. I had to just totally let it die because it just didn't make sense anymore um, with the way my body was feeling. So it was hard when you go through a big identity shift like that. You're kind of like, oh, like, who am I and what do I do now? This was like my offering at that time. Yeah. So I felt, well, I also had gone through a big breakup and was just in this new place and I decided I just wanted to open my voice. I could just feel, I knew I would have blocks there um, because of the experiences with my partner. He was a powerful vocal artist and musician and I just would get so shut down around him and I wanted to, but I just couldn't. I felt so scared and so much resistance to it, even though secretly I really wanted to. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So after we broke up, I <clears throat> decided I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this. I'm gonna explore this. I want to open my voice. I want to sing, and I want to work with that and heal that. And so that was really the opening of really needing something else to express myself artistically and Mm -hmm. and I yeah it was like it became a therapy for me to work with sound and it just became that space for me where dance was once that space sound and singing bowls and I got a looper and playing with my voice on the looper and then realizing wow I actually like my voice and wow I I enjoy how this feels and so that was, that was the path of it, of it opening in that way. Amazing. Uh, I can so relate to, to the experience of just like that, almost like a tearing away from a past identity um, and just having to like find the next layer of yourself Um I mean, I don't think it's like finding yourself all over again, but it's just this like deepening of like what else is available to me in this like miracle of a vessel that I get to tap into and activate within myself. And so I love that you went from such a like physical expression um, like dance, right, And and were able to – I think like move into and evolve into something that's just as complementary and just as like powerful, but just using such different parts of you. Um, and I feel like those those initiations are always just really challenging to navigate when we have this like expectation of how how our expression gets to land in the world and and we're moved into this space of, of rediscovery. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And they're very similar actually. Like 
dance and singing and expression, there's still like a listening and a tuning in and being available to just be the vessel for what wants to come through. So yeah. they're very similar, but I would say that the voice is like more vulnerable mm-hmm. in a way. Um, I see it as like with dance, I can kind of, I could have, I could create any kind of story or illusion or whatever, but the voice is like, it's your voice. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't lie. It's the same. It's so being seen in that and like the deepest part to me, yeah. the deepest parts of us is our voice and our soul and form. I love so. that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot harder to perform with just your voice, right? It's, and I mean, I mean that in like such a, a literal sense, right? Like when you're dancing, like you said, it's very similar to like acting. You can like get into character and you can really like physically embody this like experience. Whereas like your voice, your tones are your tones. And (laughs) I just recently, like I used to sing so, so, so much and I used to create a lot of music and, um, for a myriad of reasons stopped and like earlier in the year um, was the first time that I allowed myself to pick up my instrument, my guitar and sing. And it was just, it's so vulnerable. It's such a cathartic process. Like I can't even get through a song right now without crying because <laughs> there's just so much there, right? To be moved and cleared and, and seen and felt. Um, and I feel like voice has a really unique way of accessing parts of you that you can't really touch when you're just doing movement or meditation or anything like that. It's just such a like raw, primal, like unveiling of yourself. Oh, yes. I love <laughs> how you just described that because yes, absolutely. And it's like the sound, the frequency of your own unique signature mm-hmm. of vibration that can find those pockets, you know, like finding these pockets of grief or just these places in our body where we're holding trauma or constriction or tightness and um, really allowing that to move. It's it's so intimate and deep mm-hmm. and sacred and yeah, just like a precious journey. I see it as like one of the most precious and sacred things ever. You know, when someone desires to just tap into their voice and find their unique song and sound and be willing to just feel it all as it comes up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I would, I'm so curious um, if you're open to sharing, what, what are some of the things that working with sound and working with your voice has in, have invited you to like face and look at and reclaim within yourself. Mm. Ooh, I mean, oh my gosh. Well, the first thing that was coming up is like ancestral trauma, like generational mm-hmm. trauma that was stored in my back. Like I had all this grief and all this anger that was actually congested in my back and in my body. And I was actually in an Akashic record reading. And I, I said this, I was in this like kind of trance state and I was like, why do I cry so much when I'm 
when I sing? That was the question that my sister had prompted me to ask myself. And it was from all the women and children whose fathers were gone at the war. And it was just this thing that came in that was like, what? So it was like I was holding that grief in my body from my lineage or maybe the collective, you know. And so it was like, whoa, it's, it's allowed me to access and support my ancestral lineage of Mm -hmm. releasing them through my voice and my sound and liberating them, you know, when they didn't have a voice, when many women in my lineage of, you know, South American, Colombian, Peruvian, they didn't have that. There was still that patriarchal, you know, many, many cultures um, Mm -hmm. have experienced that. And so I feel like it's given me this access of reclaiming my, like, my roots in a way and my, the songs of my ancestors and the melodies of my ancestors. Like, I would, I have this ability to tune into these tones that sound just like the Peruvian Icaros, you know, and, and later on realizing like, oh, like, that's in my DNA, the connection to those melodies. Even though I don't know what I'm doing, it's just coming through. It's like, oh, it's that's what that is. So that was one, you know, that's one piece. And then the other piece that came up when you asked me that is like my sexuality and our sensuality mm. and how yes. how much we in those spaces, as women especially repress our authentic sounds of pleasure or of you know not expressing what doesn't feel good in that space you know it's like it's allowed me to reclaim my mm, just my truth in those moments and feel safe to fully emote and fully express pleasure through audible sounds of like exhales or just more you know more expression and also having the um you know the courage just to say like oh this doesn't actually feel right in this space or hey can this can we adjust and do this or you know it's like many of us have been shut down in that space especially for fear of oh this yes. or that <laughs> you know it's like yeah <laughs> thing there as well that I feel like it has supported me in of just like that safety and ability to express in that in that area. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I ugh. the ancestral piece too. I just, I mean, not even just voice. Like, as you as a human being start to become aware of these little bits and pieces of your mission, right, and and the legacy or the piece of legacy that you get to weave. It's just absolutely brilliant what gets to come up for you to become the ancestor for and of and take responsibility for. And I just like, oh, it's so cool to hear that 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 came through for you with sound and, and you were given this beautiful invitation and opportunity to facilitate ancestral healing, right, through how you embody and build relationship with sound and music and expression in that way. Um, 
And it's, it's so cool to just see how like uniquely our ancestry gets to be expressed through our work and our contributions. And um, yeah, I would, I'm super curious because I know a lot of my work ancestrally has been very much around like scarcity and lack. Um, I come from Polish ancestry and there was a lot of like obviously war and instability in Eastern Europe for a lot of my ancestors' lives. And so a lot of the like chain breaking and healing and reclamation that I'm doing is around just like safety and just being okay (laughs) and provided for. Um, But in that journey, there's obviously so many areas of resistance. And for me, one of them is sound and is expression and is the voice. Um, What has been some of the biggest resistance that you've had to meet and work with on the journey to where you are? With sound? Yeah, or in general, right? With with the work oh, that you gosh. do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, that piece is huge, just speaking to what you shared about the scarcity and the survival and those things. I feel like root, that's like root of everyone. Like, yeah, you know, on the planet right now is, is that, um, yeah, just not feeling safe to be here on the planet not feeling safe in our bodies to just to just be here and you know at least with sound I mean so much of the resistance was definitely on an energetic level of actual physical visceral feelings of fear and Mm. um, fear of singing in front of anyone or speaking or sharing more on like Instagram or Facebook, like, like Instagram, I was chilling Facebook. I had like this big resistance for, for a long time. Yeah. It just felt way more vulnerable. I think there was just more people who had access to me from many different lifetimes within this lifetime. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so that was pretty huge too. And, and a lot of that I feel was connected to past lives and soul incarnations of fear of being seen which could also be connected to the ancestral trauma as well of persecution and am I going to get actually killed for speaking for sharing for being in my magic and in my medicine like many different layers I feel like that was huge and a big piece I think was just worthiness too that I um, had had for most of my life of just unworthiness like like this heavy this heavy feeling of of um yeah like I'm not I'm not enough or I'm not Mm. not seeing myself in that light yeah of of having anything valuable to share or Mm -hmm. to to offer a witness or just feeling stuck like like I know these things I want to do, but I don't know how to do them. And then yes. feeling totally kind of hopeless. Mm. Um, so some of that is connected to like, yeah, solar plexus, but also masculine energetics. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a huge initiation for me, masculine energetics. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> healthy masculine energetics. Yes. Healthy where it's like, 
yes, I have the actual energy to put forth to take the steps needed for this beautiful dream seed that I have of a creation. And I remember I would have the creations and those dream seeds, but then this huge just wall and block of how to crystallize it, what Mm. to even do, and then tied in with like money and survival. And (laughs) it was just like this big mess of like layer by layer working through the ancestral stuff and the poverty consciousness and the lack and then the worthiness and the confidence and then oh like I'm confident I feel worthy now all right how can I actually get behind what I'm doing and have more consistency and yeah and devotion and resources like it's such a a, Mm -hmm. yeah like journey through all of those things that are (laughs) all happening at once and we're like meant to just (laughs) remember we are these multi-dimensional divine creator beings that like can and have just so much possibilities available but that's part of the soul mission here is working clearing the density yeah yeah (laughs) oh my goodness I can relate to so much of what you said. I think what's really interesting is like I I love looking through the lens of like childhood and seeing like what did what did you gravitate towards when you were a kid that was just so natural and just like came to you and how were you provided for because you were really unapologetic in your expression, right? And it's like It's really fascinating to look through that lens now to create information streams to see where the density has accumulated. And for me, around my voice, right, when I was younger, I was so boisterous and audacious and like I would sing and dance and perform and was just like I would often get called like a ham and an attention hog and like – often be told I was like too loud and too this and too that, right? And it's like after a while, your like inner child is just like, oh, it's not safe to do that anymore. But that's like so woven into the fabric of my being. So <laughs> I'd love to know like what what are those little parts of your inner child, of your like child self that – either you've had to clear or you are clearing density around um, that really speak to like who you are. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, <clears throat> it makes sense. I, I feel like I always gravitated toward gravitated towards music. Always. Yeah. Like I was always stoked about the next like boom box and CD player and I always was listening to tapes and ever since I can remember, it was just so soothing to me. So I was always guided towards music and Mm -hmm. sound in that way and lots of different types of music too. And I feel like this really speaks to who I am as well as like a very multifaceted being. I have lots of different modes and sides of me and archetypes and it's it's like I went through all these major phases of 
music and then I was like totally emo and listened to <laughs> yes. metal and screamo <laughs> yeah. and then it was like indie and I was in that phase and then I was in like full on rave scene phase and then I was in you know and it was like all these different cycles like characters characters and cycles yeah. and I feel like that's very much something that's very embodied in me of like very multidimensional very multifaceted and is kind of like a wild card like ooh, ooh, like what <laughs> what mm-hmm. am I in today what frequency am I in today and I am I in my more like priestess ceremonial kind of holy angelic vibe or am I in more of this like kind of raw and like gangsta grew up in Georgia kind of energy too um so that's fun <laughs> and something I feel like it's like kind of a mirrored expression of that Um, yeah I feel like a big piece I've been talking about with some friends and women in my life of just like turning the dial up on yourself and this amazing sister Leah Leah live free if anyone wants to follow her on Instagram she's amazing but we had a conversation about that of just like I realized like wow I've actually there's so much more in me like you were saying, that part of you that was like a ham and goofy and loud <laughs> and like me too. Like I've had those times in my life and as a child where I know I was just like so expressive and and just uninhibited. Uninhibited. Uninhibited with my expression and like, wow, I realize like how there's still these parts that are scared to come out. And are afraid they're not going to get accepted or be rejected. And how much I want to just turn it up and just be bigger, like take up more space and not give a fuck, not give a fuck. And just let those parts be seen (laughs) and just be accepted by accepted from ourselves. I feel like first we accept those parts and, and then just create that safety for them to come out. But man, it really runs deep. And, you know, I think for me, it's been, it's connected to father stuff and men. It's like mm. in front of women, I'm way more comfortable of, of all those parts coming out. But with yeah. men, there's this deeper thing there of, am I going to feel rejected by mm. this person and this this man? And so that's been a part of my work and lately of just, Letting those parts come out, like that super goofy, funny, silly, quirky, like yeah. part that is so, you know, like a <laughs> little bit unhinged. It's like, oh, she doesn't know if it's gonna be safe or if it's yeah. You know, it's just it's it's deep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love when you were speaking to like the multidimensionality piece of like, I just, we were on a double date yesterday and towards the end of it, I had made mention of, I've had like a ridiculous amount of like seemingly random life experiences. And towards mm-hmm. the end of it, we were talking about dogs and, um, I was like, oh, yeah, like when I was like 13 or 14, we had tenants in our basement suite and I helped them birth their baby Dachshunds. And my friend was like, of course you did. 
I'm not putting anything past you anymore because you always come to the table with like the craziest stories. Like you've built cars and you've like been interested in like flying planes and like fashion and interior design and music and like you can get down with like all of the multi-dimensional healing speak and you love right. food and it's just yeah I just when you were speaking to that one of the words that kept coming up that has been like such a recurrent theme in my life is just feeling like a very paradoxical person like my whole life, I have been the person that holds really seemingly opposed extremes and I just like go with it. I've been very like feminine and into fashion and then like welding a roll cage into a car on the weekend. And it's like people are often confused and they're like, wait, what is what is this person about? Like what what do you what's going on here? Um and I just find that that like multidimensionality is so humanizing and just like fun to be with. And it took me a really long time to come to a place of like acceptance of all of those seemingly like oppositional parts of myself and be willing to allow them to like coexist and keep all of those plates that I'm really passionate about spinning and alive in one way or another. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I loved when you were speaking to that, like, as we were going through your musical journey of like, I'm the same way. If you scroll through my old iPods, it's like, there's Baroque music. There's like punk rock from like the British invasion there's like <laughs> deep house music like all the things and it's like I think music has a really beautiful way of evoking a lot of those different parts of us in a way that nothing else can like I don't know about you but when I hear a song I can literally be transported back to the moment I heard it first and like who I was and how I felt and just like all of that. Can you relate? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that's like one of the most brilliant, um, I guess, byproducts, right, of how timeless sound and music can be that it can like it just like expertly weaves so many experiences together and like I'm sure we had a very different experience of our teenagehood and we can come together over our emo phase, right? And be like, oh yeah, like I remember <laughs> feeling angry and unloved and so passionate about what was real for me in that moment and it's just this like beautiful bridge and creates such a a commonality and a humanness so um I'm really curious when you're making music is that ever in your mind of like I'm creating this like timeless experience not just for me but as an offering for other people to like meet me in the frequency that I'm occupying right now? Mm. Yes, <laughs> I have thought of this and it's, you know, I'm just now really getting into more recording and crystallizing the music that I'm creating. Mm. 
So that is kind of the new ways that I'm, you know, exploring, exploring this. And it is so powerful. I was just having a conversation. I was recording last weekend with a dear brother. And that's what he was saying too, of like, we came together. This is just such a wild story, actually, because we met (laughs) on Instagram, never met before, but had this connection. And, uh, he had heard me sing on a video and it just like brought him to tears. And then like a year later he reaches out and he's like, if you ever want to create. So we did. So anyway, another year later, he gives me this opportunity to come out and record. So we meet in person. So it's like the energetics of that was there of like this beautiful soul brother and all the conversations we had had. And it was this total ceremony of just different things coming up and realizations. And then, you know, we were working with some plants while we were there, these beautiful plant medicines. So like that was getting woven into it. And just the remembrance of creator God is bringing us together in this moment for this deeper thing that we can't even fully see yet, but we can feel. And how every person that taps into this is also going to feel that sense of this, this love and and beauty and magic of synchronicity. And so I'm thinking about that a lot more now of just like, how cool that that's what we do. We can make this timestamp of these frequencies that we're in and people can receive them. And it also is just like, makes me think about all the music, you know, and different things that we tap into and how it is, and it always has been one of the most powerful ways of shifting and expanding consciousness. And so it's through the music that I feel like we access and support this, this process of ascension through the music, through frequency, and it's beyond, you know, our words, really. And, and that's what's really going to move things as, the, as it always has. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I I think just like, mm, I'm going to kind of shift gears a little bit, but still be on the same theme. Um, One of the things that I've been like really dancing with in the work that I do is like the idea of creating a body of work that is like does access that level of multidimensionality and timelessness and like limitlessness where it it will outlive me and it will still be just this beautiful contribution even if I'm not there anymore. And I think like what you're doing, the music that you get to create and like soundscapes and just like experiences that are so immersive, right, especially with sound, um, is such a beautiful way to like create a body of work that will transcend our like singular human experiences and just be able to like reach a part of somebody that is like so unified with the rest of us. Um, That's like been kind of the, um, I guess the inspiration, the invitation for me lately of like when I'm creating something for me, I like, I love writing so much. Um, It's like, such a cathartic experience for me to write. Um, 
that has been like kind of the underlying expression um, of that. And so I'm just wondering like what what do you want to create or what experience or what essence do you want to evoke from your work that gets to be like timeless? Mm. Mm. I feel yeah lately it feels like what I what I want to be encapsulating into this legacy which is I know something that you've spoken to so much in your post that I've loved and I feel like it's connected to what you were just sharing of creating this living legacy that is for those yet to come and that you know spans way beyond our incarnation and I feel like it's the bridging of the ancient in the future that's what I feel is like I'm really anchoring this codex of bridging the ancient future the indigenous shamanic um, wisdom and codes and energies and remembrance with the future crystalline timelines that we are anchoring and tapping into more now and so it's like this bridge of of meeting both and bringing it all into the now so I have no idea what that <laughs> looks like or sounds <laughs> like, but that's the frequency of what I feel like how I'm walking this way. It feels so important to me to tap into my my lineage in those ways and their songs and all of that and kind of bridge it, bridge it and braid it within me and just... Yeah, the the infinite, the possibilities, the beauty and the awe of being incarnated on the planet and that it's okay and that we're all meant to be here and that there is this beautiful unfolding plan and that we can trust it and it's safe to be here. And we were meant to be mm. here and we're chosen to be here. And I feel like that also is like what I want to infuse into my my work. I mean, that's been a big piece of my work, actually, and just things that really I, I share often of that reflection of all of that. Oh, I receive that. That feels so good <laughs> to just hear you articulate that. And I oh, I can't remember what it's called. There was like a Holy Mother soundscape that you had done. Um, the Holy Mother's Waters. Yes. Mother's okay. Waters. Yep. That to me, like experiencing that communicated exactly what you just spoke to was just this like this unifying space where you get to be exactly who and as you are and and just be invited into like the richness and depth of that and oh my god yes oh I just <laughs> you gave me chills <laughs> as you were talking <laughs> 
Um, I love recently, um, like you alluded to, getting into like these conversations around legacy and like just speaking to the process, right, of of being a person, of being on mission and how that continues to shape you. Um, I would love your two cents on that and like what is like alive and real for you right now as your mission continues to be revealed to you and you continue to be initiated by it. Um, what is that experience like? Um, it's, it's beautiful. I feel like at this, at this point, I have a lot less resistance to where life is carrying me. And it seemed like, it seems like over however, like I remember the moment that I was like, I fully chose to devote myself to my higher timeline. I remember before that, Mm -hmm. I was actually a lot very afraid of that. I don't know why. I just didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I just didn't know what was going to happen. And like, am I going to be a total weirdo? Like, am I going to go crazy? Like, you know, all of those things. Yeah. And so, I, But I remember the moment where I was just like, okay, I surrender. I commit to just listening and following my intuition and letting go of those things, relationships, jobs, places, people, and just diving in. And I found that it just becomes more and more beautiful and and easier to surrender to that. Um, like, you know, it's, it's led me into this beautiful relationship where we are in our mission together and able to share that and have this joined, this, this joined mission that is like the third intelligence being of our two energies together, which is very much in alignment, which feels so good. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm being called to Peru right now and I'm, and I'm going and that's a huge soul initiation. That's like, I know it's supportive of my mission, but I'm definitely like really, it's intense. <laughs> it feels yeah. really intense. Um, but it's, it's very clear that that's a big piece that's coming through of that ancestral pilgrimage to those lands and to being on those lands and um, communing in that way. And so that's very alive right now is like, I, I, you know, and that one was a little harder for me to surrender to because it was just bringing up so much. And even though I know I can trust God, I can, I know I can, but it doesn't make it easier to, to, doesn't always make it easy to uh, show up for the initiation sometimes when it's requiring a lot of surrender and trust in the unknown. Yeah. The human in us, right, is just like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I always say that. I was like, okay, my little human know, like my human's just freaking out. My (laughs) multidimensional avatar self like knows what's up and knows this is what I need to do. Yeah. I just need to calm my human and just tell her it's okay. You are Mm -hmm. safe. You've already set this up for yourself. Like this actually is what you deeply desire. You're, you're yeah. just forgetting that right now, you know, and it's like, that's what comes through that is those deep soul desires being met in ways that you have no idea 
Like you cannot mm-hmm. even fathom the ways that your soul desires are going to be met and they're even more beautiful than you could even think, <laughs> you know? Yes. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, one of the things that I've really been like dancing with right now is like that theme of surrender, but just like really getting out of the way and allowing God to like hear me and then surprise and delight me with the fruition of my mundane little vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then just have what comes through. It's always just so much bigger and juicier and more incredible than I could have even fathomed um, it would have been. And that's such a practice and such a like art form to really come into the habit of surrendering our control and just like saying yes to the initiation and like having that be how we lead ourselves and not needing the how to be crystal clear yet. Um, And it's, it's hard to convince your human sometimes to like get on board. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've really been riffing on as well, and my I, I wrote a post about it not too long ago, just around like moving before you're ready and creating that like resilience in the nervous system and resilience for your your human in creating that like evidence that, yeah, like I can hold a big vision. I can lead myself through initiations. I can experience discomfort and on the other side, just be so much more of a brilliant, embodied, whole version of myself. Um, I would love to know how you lead yourself through your initiations, if there's anything you lean on and what you do to move before you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I would say that there's a couple things um, is really creating a devotional practice of prayer and Mm. being with myself and being at my altar and especially when I'm freaking out about (laughs) a decision that needs to be made or something like that and so creating that space where I can really offer my prayer to God of like this is what's going on this is what I'm feeling I'm scared is this is this the way you know, calling in the crystalline clarity, like the clarity that there is no doubt. And that's how I put it. Like, I don't want to feel any sense of doubt. I want to know on every level that this is right for me and Mm -hmm. commanding that in because it will come in if you command it in. It's just about, you know, receiving it and having the courage to like take that leap for whatever it is. Yeah. And then, Another is having a friend or a sister that also is walking this walk and going through their initiations to where I can call up and they can reflect to me, listen, you're okay. This is what you know you need to do. 
and, mm-hmm. and just support me through it. You know, like I definitely wouldn't be anywhere without the women in my life that I feel are on that same level and wavelength of, of uh, following the call of their soul. And that can remind me in those moments that might be challenging. Yeah. Even if it's just one person, you know, just having some other person because also it's like we can, our ego and, and our and our small human can, can create a lot of reasons why not or but maybe this thing or our mind can get in there. And so it's helpful to have someone who really knows you and sees you and can lend that support when we need it and kind of co-regulate especially if it's something that's your nervous system is getting yeah you know stimulated and dysregulated because of the thing that might be creating anxiety you can like co-regulate with that person and get to a clear space of knowing Mm. I love that you touched on that um I've found <laughs> I mean, it's one thing to have to have sisters that are on a very similar path and people on a similar path who can um who can mirror and reflect and invite you into your higher levels, into your um your standard, right? That you that you are wanting to embody um and just as an extension beyond that, it's only until I started actively curating and choosing to also receive like mentorship around the specific areas that I know are my soul's curriculum. Did Mm. I start really creating like a level of comfort, comfortability within myself um, to actually like make those really bold and audacious moves because it wasn't I think there's really tremendous value in like a peer-to-peer situation, but working with somebody that's even just like one or two steps in front of you that can like, yeah, this is possible and like I see your potential and I'm also going to hold you to that and uh, like I can't even begin to express how valuable that's been in supporting me and transcending those like resistances and being able to have right your community and sisters who can hold you in your growth is so important um i just i i my experience as i was like starting to become more and more devoted to my evolution and more devoted to my mission was that of like really experiencing those relationships that needed to be composted and moved away because they could not hold the bigness of what I was being asked to step into. And um, yeah, it's just, it's such a blessing to have those humans in your corner who are not, not only willing to hold you when you're having a hard time, but are, are capable of holding you when you're like, expanding and blossoming and taking up space and aren't intimidated by that and aren't going to shut down around your majesty, right? (laughs) And I say that in such a non-hierarchical way, but um, yeah, I just, I don't know if you have anything to add to that, but. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think um, 
Hmm. Yes, because, yeah, it is so helpful to have, I'm just speaking to the mentorship and just having someone who can be a grounded and solid Mm. person that is like, I've been through this before and I got you. And also just to kind of hold you accountable in a way. Sometimes we need that of like someone to hold us accountable to those deep desires and things that we're desiring to step into and move through and and activate and step into those next levels. So that's so important. And, you know, it's, 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 it's beautiful to, to be triggered by your people in your life mm-hmm. um, it's a gift <laughs> and it's a good thing you know because then you get to see oh I'm carrying a little bit of some distortion there maybe I'm feeling maybe I'm feeling yeah. a little envious because I desire that too and she's just out there just rocking it and doing it I actually was just experiencing that in my experience with a with a close friend and I was just kind of working through it in myself of just like yeah like I'm I'm now I you know, like I desire that too. And I want to celebrate them, celebrate them Mm -hmm. and, and, and also honor my process of like, and yeah, now I'm feeling a little bit like, oh, I'm not as this tender. Yeah. Like, oh, (laughs) yeah, I actually am celebrating you. And I feel like this too. And we can hold both of it too. And, and just be so real. And that's the thing of just being so real and raw with our friends and our sisters of just like, you know, like we can come to them in that and just hold space for it all and work through it in our own way. Um, but that's, I was just reflecting on all of this of like really experiencing of like, wow, damn, like when you do expand, you do trigger people. And that's kind of where mm-hmm. I think where that thing comes from of like haters gonna hate or not yeah, that like yeah. necessarily <laughs> in this situation here. It's like they're just gonna hate, but it's true. It's like people, we, we desire that we desire that too. And we actually all have the capacity of, of reaching that as well. Cause we all are one. So it really does show you what can happen and what's possible. And it's really just up to us to just know our worth and know that we're blossoming in our right time. And it's not going to look like hers or theirs or theirs, or it's not, it's, it's your own unique blueprint. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the point is we all have our own organic blueprint our own connection to abundance, our own way of bringing through our wisdom. And it's really coming into that knowing and honoring of your own uniqueness and how beautiful it is. And you can't be like anyone else or do it in the way that they did. So it's an exploration of how creator wants to move through you and express through you and loving that. And again, with just trusting in the timing, it might not be meant for you to hold that much or have that much money at once or be doing all this like it's really just repairing this trust and like god source creator knows what what is best for me and what i'm have the capacity to hold and handle and and then it's just bringing up like knowing thyself you know know yourself know what those edges are know what your resistance feels like and and just get to know yourself more because then you know when maybe I could up level a little more in this area and could put a little more kick in my butt towards this this particular thing so it's just a uh, yes <laughs> it's so it's so intimate too like I know we spoke to 
like the level of intimacy that expressing, right, and using your voice invites you into. I think relationship is another area that is can be very activating and very triggering as far as like how how willing and available are you to be seen, right, and by another person and held by another person and activated by another person and lead yourself through that charge in a healthy way. And I'm just like, oh my God, I can't even begin to tell you how much I love when I notice myself in those states of like, oh, this person is like hitting something within me. I love, I love leaning into that and like getting really curious and starting to cultivate that deep self-intimacy and like understand what parts of me is that person inviting to the table to either be expressed or be composted because I don't, it's discordant. Um, and I just like, I, I love that you spoke to that like triggering <laughs> experience because I find the most transformative, healing, nourishing, amazing, enlivening relationships that I've had are usually with people who at some point on some level do like really poke at something within me and they become really rich because of the decision to say, okay, I see that and I'm going to meet it. I'm not going to run away anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we're working with like the subtle energetics of our existence, right? Like it really is a game of of frequency when you start to experience that that discord between your field and someone else's. It doesn't necessarily mean anything about either of you. It's it's an energetic invitation to collect information and to really become aware and present and like unpack what's there for you and you then get to choose am I meeting that person in that frequency or am I moving on um and I just yeah I love those dynamics so much they just are like always 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 the spaces within which I find the most expansion I don't know if you can relate to that as well absolutely I mean it's all fine and dandy when we're by ourselves <laughs> you know mm-hmm. it's great you can just be chilling you know when you're by mm-hmm. yourself but then it's in the relating that you really get to go into those deeper parts and then we it's all relational all of life every single thing is relationship to nature to one another like how we you know how we relate and share this field of exchange of energy and so I absolutely relate and it was you know reminding me of my relationship and how I did just want to run away like because it was Mm. freaking me out there was just so much coming up and it was it was intense (laughs) you know and I I, like I but I was just like you know no I know that everything coming up in this is like a gift nothing about this relationship is like abusive or anything where I need to run away it's just getting into these deeper things layers and not self and identities and energies to come up and just choosing to like you're saying to meet that 
with our full presence and really be shown, you know, like what's ready to just kind of dissolve and allow our creator to support us with that process. And I love what you said. You said everything is an energetic invitation to receive information. Is that what you said? Something like that. Something yeah. Like that, but it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's, that's good. Because that was like, it's true. It's like, yeah receiving the information of that and it can be challenging sometimes too because we don't always have the space to like totally go into that that yeah that process of what it is but I think some of the, the core ones will just continue to show themselves and you're like oh I'm familiar mm-hmm. with this space of energy that I'm in right now and yeah you know is this true for me and, and what what needs to happen and what's the tool that's going to support me to alchemize or clear this energy yeah yeah it's whatever it is sound breath movement meditation yeah our our realities and relationships are just like the most brilliant playgrounds to like develop that emotional energetic and like spiritual maturity and like you were saying, right? It's like you can't, you're not always going to be available to address or meet triggers. And it, it is important to have like those self practices or relationships that do feel very stabilized so that when you're invited into those really like activating spaces and circumstances, you have a baseline capacity from which you can lead yourself into those like really maturing experiences and like meet initiation, heart open, um, and, and just become available for what is there for you. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I always love kind of tracking and witnessing the relationships that are around me as well. I just find that like, when you can start to identify the energetic patterns that start to show up, there's just so much more, um, there's just so much more available to you when you can like kind of keep a pulse on and map how you relate to those patterns and where you fit with them and, and create like bridge, like connective tissues between yourself and another person and really meet them in that like human experience of like, yeah, like these, these experiences are, are what create that like unification between you and I. And they're also what create the, like the possibility of expansion beyond that and transcendence beyond that and opportunity for writing new paradigms of those experiences and and co-creatively doing that. And I love what you were saying about like your current partnership, right? And just like earlier on, you spoke to how beautiful it's blossomed into this, like your mission, their mission, and then your collective mission together. Like that's what gets to be made possible when we like lean into those like crunchy bits. Um, so if there's anything you want to share around that, feel free. <laughs> Wait, which part? 
<laughs> wherever you're feeling called, <laughs> the leaning in, the partnership, the resistance, um, the potentiality on the other side of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think speaking to, you know, relating and partnership and I feel a big piece that has been supportive for all of this is just having my um, my space. <laughs> I actually we actually sleep in different rooms. I think you, we've talked about that before with you and your partner, like different rooms, and that's yeah. just been like a game changer <laughs> for me in my life. Like I've never done that before, and we both just love it. Like it's so cool because I have my whole zone and vibe and he has his and we do our own thing. And then if we want to sleep together, it's great. Um, but we don't always. So that's been amazing, but really just, you know, for me, like sometimes I don't even know what I'm feeling. I don't, I don't even know what I'm feeling, but it's intense. And, you know, I need to take some moments. I need to take time and just be with myself and, that is helpful when we can just take that space to go be with ourselves and sit with whatever it is, you know, and, and I'll have maybe my sound practice that will help me move the energy or maybe I just really need to cry and that supports to just coming back with more of a clear, clear space around it. Mm -hmm. And that's been amazing. And um, another amazing thing too, that's, you know, not, I guess super common with a lot of partnerships but we both have this quantum healing background and so we recognize that okay some of the things coming up probably don't have anything to do with each other necessarily so it's been supportive for us to rather than go into this lengthy process which I was really used to doing so I was like always trying to do it with him <laughs> of just like but here's like this thing and then this thing and this is how I feel about this and I mean, some of that is really, really good, but sometimes, you know, we can, it can be exhausting, you know, in yeah. some relationships we notice we're just not getting anywhere, but, um, we've been able to just come together and really pray and bring in God source creator and really use our psychic abilities to see like what's, what is going on here, you know, mm. what's, what's happening and how can we bring this into more of a unified space and come out of any blaming and shaming and really receive the pers the higher perspective of what's going on and and shift things on an energetic level so that's amazing it's it's you know I recognize that not everyone has that those tools or that you know within their with their connection with their relationships but it is really helpful even just you know going into a meditative space with one another and just 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 breathing <laughs> just breathing mm -hmm. just um, taking a moment and bringing in um, a higher perspective or even just grounding and, and connecting up to God and that even just even just that alone can shift the energy and so yeah along with that just recognizing that everything that I'm experiencing in my reality in my reality currently has a purpose and there's a jewel there there's a gift whatever it is like what is it teaching me what am I learning about myself you know where can I take accountability where mm. where what accountability needs to be taken on my on my end 
and also just it's about us and God essentially it's us and creator and us and our relationship it's not really about the other person as much and you know doing those energetic adjustments within ourselves and that really can support a lot as well because so often we're seeking something from the other person or something that they aren't doing that we feel is part of our unhappiness or whatever it may be um and really just self-sourcing self-soothing and self-sourcing of like how can I step into this and hold myself and give myself what I need rather than expecting it from all from this other person Mm. There are a few things that you touched on that I absolutely love. They're so foundational to my practice and my life is just like centering the relationship that you have with yourself and with God. And I often refer to that as being self-sourced, right? It's just like how how is that primary foundational relationship because – if it's not there, if it's shaky, if it's fractured, it's going to be a lot more difficult to meet reality and meet relationships in a way that is healthy. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, just like really, like you were saying, right, you've got these beautiful foundational practices that allow you to cultivate presence with yourself and awareness with yourself and relationship with yourself. And you take that self-responsibility to clean your clean up your temple, your energy, your space, take accountability for what's yours. And uh, if there was like one thing that I could like offer any human on the planet, it's just like the profoundness and like what gets to proliferate from your life when you choose to do that. Um, because when you're when you're good with you, when you're coming from a really clean and coherent and clear space and you know who you are and you know whose you are, mm. you become so much more well equipped to meet all of it, whether it's the triggering, activating pieces of reality and relationship or the expansive ones that are calling you into more of yourself to hold more, to emanate more, um, your relationship with you and your relationship with your energy and your field and with your creator and your ability to surrender and your ability to be in trust and faith is, is the catalyst for everything else that you will experience. (laughs) I just had to close my eyes like no one can see but I just had to close my eyes and just receive that so deeply it felt that felt like such potent codes right there Mm. um okay I want to honor time (laughs) so (laughs) this has been such a good conversation who knows we might have to have another one (laughs) um Before we wrap up, I just want to open the floor for you to share where people can connect with you, how they can get in your space, experience your magic. Um, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So y'all can find, well, you can 
Oh, I have a website. It's Alma. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Okay, so Alma, A-L-M-A, Rose Energetics.com. I have a website there with all of my offerings. I do one-on-one sessions, energy work sessions. I work with women on womb clearing and hormonal health and womb wisdom. And then, um, yeah, voice activation, things like that. And then I have an Instagram, alma.rose.energetics. And those are the main ways to get in contact with me. Amazing. I'm going to link it all in the show notes below as well. So everyone can find you. No big deal. Um, If you have not explored Mackenzie's feed offerings, energy, I highly implore you to. She is absolute magic in a body and this has just been such a nourishing, exciting conversation. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. I feel so honored and yeah, activated, nourished, all of that. So, so, so good. Thank you so much. Blessings and gratitude to you, the listener. It means the world that you invest your time, energy, and intention here If you loved and received as much from this episode as we did, it would mean the world to have you leave a rating and review, share the episode so that your community can also be a part of this experience. And of course, if you're loving the podcast as a whole, please do go ahead and subscribe. 